This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, episode number two, Daytona 500 week. great states of Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Good evening, race fans. What a fantastic week of racing we had for Daytona Week. Welcome Daytona. to episode two of the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. We have the jolly green giant of iRacing. He is Justin White. We have the rookie of iRacing, the bald Justin Henrich. And the person who doesn't know how to use anything technological, I am Josh Wilbur. <laughs> you're gonna, you'll you're, you'll learn someday. Don't worry. Eh, well, I'm happy living in the Stone Ages. Well, that's what that that's what we got Justin White for. <laughs> yeah, just got done with my like I can't tell you how many high racings that how many racings I have done. I just got done with my truck league and the Nora series. So um, we follow the real life cup yeah, or not cup, but truck schedule. So I just got done with it today, actually a few minutes ago. So, well, boys, we've got a full week of Daytona coverage to cover. Oh my gosh. And the... a surprise winner. What an amazing, like first week of racing. Like it, all the races were great and I'm just pumped for the season. Like super excited. Ah, NASCAR is here. Racing's here, but let's, um, we'll start with some NASCAR since Indy and Formula Un aren't going yet. Yeah, those cars go fast, but let's, um, start all the way back on Monday with, there was actually an ARCA race and this one was not at Daytona. <clears throat> it was at, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, in Texas. Oh, by the way, we call Josh Texas a lot, so you might hear that. Um, he will probably correct me, but it was uh, Monday, February 8th at New Sinra Speedway. I believe it is Smyrna. Smyrna. Smyrna, <laughs> Smyrna. yep. New Smyrna. All right, New Smyrna Speedway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. So this is actually the ARCA series, which they have the ARCA series, they have the ARCA East series, and the ARCA West series. And I should say ARCA Menards, so because good old Menard sponsors this racing series. And the uh, West series hasn't had a race yet, but the East series kicked it off on Monday. And um, uh, Max Gutierrez was the one that uh, he won the race, and he's a rookie too. So Sammy Smith came in second, Taylor Gray in third. Mason Diaz in fourth, and Joey Lest rounded out the top five there. So I uh, just wanted to to give that race uh, a quick shout-out because technically that ARCA race is what, what kicked everything off in NASCAR this week. But then Tuesday is when all the excitement really started, and boy, was that an exciting race. So what do you guys think exciting. about the Bush Clash? At first time, they've run it on a road course, and they run it at the Daytona road course. That's a great preview for this week coming up, because that's where they are. Now, they did not run it on the traditional 24 hours of Daytona road course. They run it on the NASCAR version, which has an extra bus stop right before the pit road. So, I really enjoy when they turn these speedways into like road courses or kind of rovals, because they're still the part of the track that's actually a speedway. 
And um, it's just so much fun. It's amazing how much ground they can make up. Like, all of a sudden you think, uh, you know, Ryan Blaney has this thing won, and bam, Elliot's right there. Chase <laughs> and was bam. on his tail. And bam, Ryan Blaney goes into the wall, and neither one of them win. <laughs> it was, it kind of reminded me of the Roval with Truex and Johnson a couple of years ago, how they got into it, and then the third-place car ended up winning the whole thing. Which actually, I don't remember if it was at the Roval or at the Daytona Road Course, but Blaney was in third place and ended up winning one of those races. That was <laughs> last the Roval. Season. That was that was when uh, uh, Johnson and Martin Truex Jr. got into it. So, but Johnson was going for broke. He had nothing else to lose to make the chase. Yeah, so. and then uh, Blaney Blaney took it. Unfortunately for Blaney, this time he uh, he was the one that was sacrificed. But I yeah. just thought the. The race was just super exciting, and I'm really excited to see the road course this weekend. Now, the Did clash. We the winner? Huh? Did we mention the winner? Oh, we, we'll go through the results here in a minute. Okay. Uh, the clash was just 21 race cars. So I believe to qualify, you either what, won a pole last year, won a race last year, or yep. you've been in the, won the clash before, something like that? Correct. So pretty much, you know, you got your all stars of NASCAR racing. And even though it's not for points, I can tell you they all wanted to win. There was no holding back. I think it was for money, but I don't remember the purse. Yeah, I think first place definitely got some good cash. I mean, I'm sure all of them might have gotten some money. but And, yeah, it, it did not disappoint. Um, Chase Elliott, at, towards the end of the race, was, was leading, and then his good friend Ryan Blaney caught him and passed him. And with two laps to go, Blaney was leading the race, and it looked like Blaney was going to end up taking it. I mean, what, coming around turn four, going to the last bus stop, Blaney had a lead, and all of a sudden he had problems with his brakes breaking into that last bus stop. And Elliot caught up with him, and then Elliot, uh, he went for it and spun Blaney and lost all his momentum. And, of course, who would be there just waiting in third place to pass <laughs> To pass Elliot and take the win out of nowhere, not even thinking he'd be in contention. Um, this is Justin's favorite, <laughs> Justin White's favorite race car driver. I'm just kidding. Justin, were you actually rubbing your eyes or were you pretending to cry like this driver? <laughs> cry like okay, this driver. I, I was just curious because it looked like you're actually rubbing your eyes there for a second. Cry, Mr. Crybaby himself, number one crybaby. Number 18, Kyle Bush, right place, right time. You know, he, it looked like he was definitely getting third because he was behind there, but he um he kept him in his sights, and when Chase spun Blaney, he had enough speed to get past Elliott at the last second and took the win. It looks like it was a $1 million purse for the whole field, <laughs> and the first-place guy, first place won 200000 bucks. Yeah, that that's nice. Yeah, so... To be honest with you, going to Daytona, that would just cover just the car expenditures just to show up to Daytona. Yeah, yeah, it probably doesn't cover a ton of stuff, but um, yeah, that's uh, still two hundred thousand dollars is two hundred thousand dollars. So, and we all know how yes. Kyle Busch likes to win, so he was he was definitely pretty happy about that. The interesting yes. thing, though, about this whole thing is, it's, um, you know, for those of you that follow NASCAR, Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney are really good friends, and they're. I mean, obviously, I've never met them, but from interviews and everything I've seen, they're two really great people, nice drivers. So um, it was kind of like, wow, he just, like, spun his really good friend out. But um, after the race, they chatted, and in the interviews, you know, they they were pretty good still. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch the new Netflix series, The Crew, which follows, uh, like, a NASCAR a NASCAR team. Ryan Blaney's in there quite a bit. <laughs> and he's got a big old caterpillar mustache on his face and Austin Dillon's in it and so is um uh... oh goodness gracious. Cole Custer. I forgot his name there for a second. Yep. What's and, the name uh, of this again? Because Kev- I do want to watch Kev- it. Kevin James is the main star in the in the whole show, which is pretty funny. If you didn't see his opening for the five hundred and him introducing the drivers. You have to go back and watch it because that was fantastic. Was that when he, he was, was on the grill and grilling? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Great. What's the name of it? That again? The crew. Crew. The crew. All right. I'm gonna want to watch, especially since so Ryan Blaney's like my my favorite driver. So I, yeah, there, I, I'm not gonna spoil it. So I'm not gonna tell you what happened in the show. But all right. So what else happened this week? 
Wow. So as if the clash to start us off with like a last minute spin come from behind win wasn't enough to get you all fired up. I think that was just a prelude for what was coming this week. (laughs) Then we had Thursday, the two duels, um, which helped decide, determine where everyone's going to start the race. Because pretty much. Well, we had had qualifying on Wednesday. Yeah, qualifying on Wednesday. First time. First time of the year. That set the front row. And the front row was, the pole was won by who? Alex Bowman. And second place? William Byron. Exactly. Those two set the front row. That's called, that's what's called Daytona. Whole day. Whole day. It's literally a whole week of racing. It's Yeah. I, I got to go down there one of these times for that because, oh, especially since the weather was actually, like, I could withstand it because it wasn't too hot. Um, it rained a lot in Daytona this week. That a part's lot. true. However, when I was looking at the forecast, I'm like, it's going to rain hey. every day 24-7. How are they going to get all these in? And they got every – they found out how to get everything in. I was impressed. It could be worse. We had six inches of snow in Central Texas. Yeah. <laughs> They're not used to that down they here. They were putting snow angels out a minute ago. That's pretty funny. But no, they the NASCAR come up with a great innovation called the jet dryer. And that jet dryer can dry a track like <laughs> Daytona in an hour. It's amazing. However, they did end up crashing one of those. It wasn't a Montoya crash like back in what, oh eight, oh seven, it wasn't a Montoya crash, but it he slid down the track. It was pretty funny. Oh, did it? it? I don't so even think rain. I saw that. I'll yeah, he slid down the yeah. track. They used to use jet dryers which would boil the water off the racing surface and it would age the racing surface faster. Then they come up with the jet dryers, which is basically just compressed air that blows at an angle off the track and then they come yeah. by with a jet dryer for one sweep and that track is dry. No, NASCAR's got it down. Um, I'm yeah, impressed. That was one of the Brian France innovations, which I'm not a big fan of Brian France, but that was one of his pretty much innovations when he was president. I'm really happy how they um, they waited and got it in and didn't, you know, decide to cancel and go to the next day because they had a window at night and they took advantage of it. Yeah, and with every <laughs> municipality, they have a turnoff range like atlanta it's nine o'clock if they can't get the track drive by nine they have to cancel the race that is a municipality rule daytona basically it is centered around nascar they basically say run it whenever yeah they're like they just give them free reign nascar capital baby you do what you want we'll race at 2 a.m if we want <laughs> and it, it, believe it or not 2000 well they, they had the rolex and it ended, ended <laughs> yeah. almost at one o'clock plus the rolex they, they had 24-hour racing there anyway so yep but, yeah, let's um, go down through the dual results here. Yep, oh, so well. dual one was, that one was actually pretty, it wasn't too super intense. I thought everyone did a really good job. You could tell they didn't want to press it too hard and risk wrecking their cars. But, um, you know, the Eric Amarola, he ended up winning that one with Christopher Bell in second. Ryan Newman, <laughs> coming back to Daytona, baby, Daytona 500. Um, he was third. Logano was fourth. Ryan Priest was fifth. Ty Dillon sixth. Kyle Larson seventh. Daniel Suarez eighth. Michael McDowell ninth, and Jamie McMurray tenth. Yeah, so those were the on top on, ten for that race. Long podcast. <laughs> yep. So those are the top ten in that race. Um, then then we had what a two hour delay, and then we went to dual two. Yep. Or three hour delay because of the rain. And there was there was a delay because of the rain. Um. And unfortunately, there are a couple of people that didn't make the race, and um, Timmy Hill was one of them. I like Timmy Hill. I would love to see. So Timmy Hill, I was is on a team that they don't have, you know, the big budgets that these big teams do. So his equipment's never as quite as good as everyone else's, and it'd still be fun to see him. Like Fuller alert at Daytona and these super speedways, you don't have to have top tier well, equipment to actually win. Spoiler alert. Regardless, he didn't. <laughs> He just missed out, it looks like. So Yep, so did Ty Dillon. He missed out too. So Yep. But I was excited to um see Austin Sindrick make the race. So Austin Sindrick is the Xfinity's champion and um he's a talented driver, but we'll talk about oh. more about him later. Yeah. Top uh, ten for dual two. Yeah, dual two. So then unlike dual one, dual two, they they all went for it. <laughs> this was a much more aggressive duel. There was definitely some cars that were needing some repair. If they wanted to use the same car. And this set the outside row, not, not the inside row. Dual 1 sets the inside row. Dual 2 sets the outside row. And they can't change the motors in these things. So by the end of the race weekend, these if they're practicing these engines and, and cars that went over 800 miles. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. They Who who was it that um 
it wasn't William Byron, but Alex Bowman, he had a potential engine issue, and they were worried he'd have to go all the way to the back when he had the pole, but it ended up being nothing. They were okay. Uh, they want to say it was an ignition spark plug issue is what we're going with. Yep. All right, so the second duel, which, like I said, this one was definitely more intense. Um, Austin Dillon ended up winning it with Bubba Wallace coming in second. Harvick third, Kyle Busch fourth, Chase Elliott fifth, Ryan Blaney sixth, Corey LaJoy seventh, David Reagan eighth, Kirk Busch ninth, and Chris Busch rounded out the top ten and tenth place. And so those two duels, they set the stage for the Daytona 500. We going to circle back around to it, or are we going to cover the uh, Xfinity truck first? Well, then we'll go into Friday's uh, race now. We'll, um, the suspense for those that maybe didn't get to watch this week. And by the way, these guys did not have a whole lot of practice. They had under an hour worth of practice all week, other than racing. Yeah. So it's um, it's impressive what, what they're doing with, you know, little to no practice. In a lot of cases this year, they won't be qualifying. So they're doing probably a lot of simulator racing, but obviously that's not... That's not quite the same thing. It's close, but not the same. Yep. All right. So then Friday night, we had the truck series open up the Nexter Energy 250. And that was another really good race. And it came down to the very end. I think this one went into overtime as well. It did. So. Yep. And um, I'm... I want to say from what I've heard in interviews and stuff that those trucks are a, a little easier to get loose than the cars. Yeah, they have a lot of back ends. Yep. So. They got a lot of junk in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big trunk, that's for sure. Because they're definitely, they're definitely some, some good wrecks. It's amazing when you're watching these super speedways and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, there goes like a third of the field. All right. Yep, happens quick. <laughs> it does. But, um. Ben Rhodes came out victorious. Um, second was Jordan Anderson, Corey Roper third, Ryan Truex fourth, and Carson Huckover. I, I never get his name right. Fifth, yep. Sheldon Creed sixth, John H. Nemechek seventh, Cody Rohrbach eighth, Chandler Smith ninth, and Drew Dollar rounds out the top ten. Dollar, dollar, y'all. Yep. So that's just a your... couple of notables. Um, just to run through here, Matt Crafton, 15th. Yeah, Matt Crafton, he was doing pretty, like, he had some, he got an accident early, but, man, they did a great job of taping him up, and he was in the front most of the race, but he got stuck in one of those last accidents. Um, we got Haley Deegan, 24th, Britt Moffat, 25th, uh, Peters and Sauter did not finish the race, and it looks like Todd Gillen did not finish the race either, just to mention a couple of notables down through there. Oh, and your And your cousin, Jason White. His, oh yeah, uh, he did. He actually 20th. he did he did pretty decent. So in the twenty three car, he finished twentieth. So I was kind of proud of him. So actually, I don't know if he's your cousin or not. I just do that out there. He could be. Let's just go with it. Yeah, I'm related <laughs> to a racer. Okay. So yeah, H- Haley Deegan's one of my faves, and um, she was actually doing really good most of the race. When you think, I think about, he got as high as sixth at one point. Yeah, like she was holding her own. Um, what got her was when it was after a got caution, it. and they were going through the quick dry, and. I actually saw her, she was doing something on Instagram explaining what happened, and um, it was hard to see, and she said, like, the truck buyer checked up, and she couldn't in time, and it led her to spinning, and unfortunately, her momentum took her into the wall. She almost stopped before hitting anything, but yeah, that's she okay. She's a rookie. Good, She'll learn. She she did pretty decent for her first Daytona race with very limited practice. Yep. And then so. um, her, Matt Kenseth, and Greg Biffle were commentating on um, line for the Daytona 500, which was pretty funny. That was pretty good. Yes, I watched a little bit of that. <laughs> Me too. So it was just kind of fun. See the different generations of racers and stuff, especially since Biffle and Kenseth were teammates, so they razzed each other quite a bit. It was pretty awesome. Yes, yes they did. <laughs> so, But, yeah, it was a, a really good way to start out the, the truck season, and I'm really excited to see what they got for um, the road course coming up. So, obviously, yep. there's not – necessarily going to be a big one there so you know it'll be interesting to see how some of these rookies do versus the veterans at the road course don't, don't underestimate nascar though they will put a big one in front of you even at dover <laughs> that's true so i i'm expecting that um crafton will have a pretty good race next week and um so we shall see who else yep so so that was friday 
And if that wasn't like enough, just with the wonderful weekdays of racing, then we go into the weekend. Saturday, we got a doubleheader. So we start with the Arkham Menard series. And I got to tell you, there is some talent in Arkham Menard series. And it's so cool because like a lot of these people, this is just something to do part time. And it ranges from young kids that are like, you know, 18, 19, 20 that are trying to break into NASCAR to there's like a 59 year old that. He just loves to race, and this is what he does for fun. Hey, I'm racing the Daytona 500. You know, I was talking to my dad, and he's like, you know, ARCA teams, maybe someday we could, like, buy one, and I can go race. <laughs> so, I mean, my dad's only 55. We, you know, better start making some money quick. But um, it's just, I think that's really cool how they have just such a variety of people. And the, a lot of these people are just racing because it's what they love. So, And I can only imagine how cool it would be to actually race Daytona 500. And the race was intense. It was a, a really good race, and it came down to overtime. And in the end, Corey Heim, I might have mispronounced his name, but H-E-I-M, um, he ended up winning with uh, Drew Dollar finishing second and Brett Holmes third. Ty Gibbs, who I think he's, is he the grandson, I believe, of Joe Gibbs, was fourth. He's related to Joe Gibbs in some way, I think grandson. Kyle Sieg was fifth, Derek Lancaster sixth, Tanner Gray seventh, Andy Jinkawak um, eighth, Jack Wood ninth, and Sean Carr tenth. <laughs> some of these names I butcher, I apologize. But, um, yeah, so that was a, a really good race. Uh, let's see. There was another person to note. So Tony Brittinger is um she is the first Arab female driver to drive in a NASCAR series. So Arab American female driver to participate in NASCAR National Series. She's twenty one years old and I think she raced maybe in California before and she won a ton of races, so she's supposed to be really talented, so I'm excited to see what what she can do in the ARCA series. She's also going to run a few truck races as well. Let's see. Gracie Trotter was doing really good, but then I think she had an incident. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yep. So, but that was a really good race. And then, you know, take a little break, and what's up next? Xfinity. Ah, Saturday of racing. So much fun. Which, again, also, I believe, ended in overtime. Yep. That one also ended in overtime. Can I go ahead and do the results of this one? Yeah, did you guys, were you guys able to to watch any of those Saturday races? I did. I watched some of it. Uh, I had to work most of the day Saturday, so. He's a hard-working man. Well, yeah, hard-working man with a couple snow days, but, you know. All right, so Austin Sendrick won the race, followed by Brett Moffitt in two. Harris Burton in three, Jeb Burton in four, A.J. Allmendinger in fifth, Brandon Brown in sixth, Matt Snyder in seventh, oh, goodness gracious, Brandon Godovic at eight, Daniel Hermick at nine, and Justin White's cousin, Jason White, in tenth. Yes, sir. Again, we actually don't know if he's cousin. We're just going with that. Yeah. We're just going with it. We're just going with it. You know, extended, extended family. So that was uh, another race that definitely had its share of, of wrecks. But, again, that, that one came down to the end. Austin Sindrick, man, that guy is, you know, wins the championship last year. And what does he do? He comes and defends it race one by winning. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was thoroughly impressed with his Daytona 500 NASCAR performance. Yep, which we'll get to next. Um, this guy's for real. He's talented. I'm excited to watch him as he as he goes. It's, you know, obviously we're, people don't know this, but we're also big hockey fans. And it's, it reminds me of when you have these young players and you watch them, you know, develop in the minor leagues and come up. This is basically what we're watching, and it's just really exciting. It's like, man, that guy's going to be really good. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't Austin Austin Cendrick take over the uh, 21 of the Woods Brother car next year for the, yes, he does. For oh, the NASCAR for series? Matt DiMendetto. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite name to say. I yeah. For some reason, I can't say it. I don't know why. It's like some people that can't say aluminum. I wonder if he was, you know, he's like, ah, the 21 and I'm the 22. I was one number off. 
<laughs> like 22 is my favorite number, so that would be cool if we could keep it. That's all right. He gets our friend Brian's 21. Yep. But, um, yeah, Austin Sindrick did great. Um, you know, Brent Moffitt's usually pretty good. That's how it's cool to see a Burton doing well. So, A.J. Allmendinger in there. So, and then Justin White's cousin. Yep. Let's see any yep, other. Yep. Timmy Hill was uh, able to do this race. He got himself a top 20. Good job, Timmy Hill. Let's see. Riley Herbist ended in 26. Justin Allgaier in 28. Noah Gregson in 32. DNF. They all Allgaier, Gregson. Um, I actually have two two guys in here that I race with. Bailey Curry and there's one more. Oh, and Mr. Kyle Weatherman. I actually raced with him on Tuesday nights. So, yeah, that's neat. Um, those guys, I was kind of pulling for Mr. Weatherman to win, pull out the win, but I, I think he had a little bit of damage, so he didn't have the speed. 15th, though, that's pretty good. Oh, hey, see if he can get him on the podcast. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's really neat, I'll though, that um, he does iRacing with you. Yeah, they these guys, they, they race anything. <laughs> I know. Well, they just have a ton of fun, I'm sure. They'll race anything with four wheels, sometimes with two. Yeah. R1, unicycles. No. <laughs> <laughs> the unicycle 500. I have a joke that I tell some of these guys about. I am in these recent leagues. I tell them, look, if we don't choose a car, I'm going to give you a skateboard and a 50-pound fire extinguisher, and we're going to go around Daytona. <laughs> and then um, 38th, Brandon Jones. Um, I like Brandon Jones. I'm partially because I used to, um, back in the day, work at Menards, and he's one of the Menards cars, so I kind of followed him. But, um, yep, so that was Xfinity. And then Sunday, the day came, and I was glued to the radar thinking, how are they going to get this in? What's going to happen? Um, Sam so was talking to my group of friends. Well, even you guys were on there, too. We were talking about it in our uh, fantasy group, and it's like, uh, are they going to get this in? And the the race started. <laughs> they got 15 laps in before the rains fell. Actually, we got the first big caution, the first big one at lap fifth, fourteen, and the rains fell at fifteen. And that took out that 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 big wreck on fifteen took out like sixteen, seventeen cars. I know it was yeah. crazy. Like, all right. like really good cars. 19, too. Took out nineteen cars. Actually, damaged nineteen cars. But it's I like, all right, let's go seven racing. Of them were Ooh. able to get back in there. I think seven. They were able to fix them. Yeah, but like, all right, so Eric Jones, Ryan Newman were out. David Reagan, Cerez, but. Alex Bowman and Eric Almarola, who does really good at Daytona. It's like, really? Yep. He's out too. So I think Matt DiBendetto, um, Chris Buescher, Anthony Alfredo, and Ryan Blaney. Like, yep. I'm like, I don't even get to, I don't get to watch Ryan Blaney race for 14 laps. Come on, man. The sad thing is Blaney did a real good job trying to stay clean just up until the end of that accident. He was driving the skirt, and then he got hit. The, the well, here's the, the thing. End. So, yeah, Ryan Blaney almost squeaked through, and when he went on the grass, it was so wet, his front caught the water. And those, then, those front of those cars are about that far off the ground, and I'm not lying. Like a couple of inches at most, right? And when you have yeah. low tire pressure, they end up even, they're even lower to the ground. And as they build tire pressure, they raise up. But when you got that low to the ground and you've got divots in that grass, it didn't take much. And it just, and it, it was it so full of water cloud. from all the rain. Uh, it, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. He pretty much, it's like he hit a little water wall. So I think yeah, the I would, front damage was worse than the rear damage. I'd like to say, though, it was real good to see Ryan Newman get out of his car on his own power after last year's Daytona wreck. If you watch the beginning of that of the series where he was talking about him, he does not remember anything after passing the start-finish line before he had the wreck. So the last lap, he remembers none of it. Yep. Well, and that's you, probably a good thing. I mean, I was in an accident at... I was in an accident a while ago where the... I don't remember anything of it because I broke the driver's side window with my head, but... <laughs> Yeah, yep. so he he said he said it was a, a god given gift because now he has no fear because he doesn't remember it. That's true. He keeps the car in his garage or his barn on his property with his helmet as a reminder of what happened. Yep, he but... won't let anybody photograph it though. It's his car. Roush gave it to him. Told him to do what he wanted to with it. He says he uses it as a positive to remind him why he's still alive. Yes, because and, uh, he has two little girls, and he walked yep. out of the hospital two days holding her hand. That's a miracle of NASCAR. That started new safety innovations in 2001. Yeah, that's after we lost, that's after we lost um, 
Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, they, they did the th- they did the three tribute because it's been yep. twenty years on the third lap, and that was if you're if you're a fan of NASCAR, that was spine chilling. And they they showed before the race, and then during obviously the long rain delay, which happened after the first big one, fifteen laps in, huh? Yep. And um, yeah, they they had a really nice tribute to Ryan Newman that they they did an interview and stuff. Um, they sat down with Kyle Larson and talked kind of about you know the racial slur and him getting fired. No, and they didn't. They didn't talk to him. They interrogated him. I want to get into that, and if I offend anybody, I apologize. But the man has done the crime. He's paid his dues. He's went through the sensitivity training. He understands where he messed up. We need to leave him alone. He got a second chance and let him race. Yeah, but he wanted to keep drilling him and making us like NASCAR's like the big bed batter dude, or they're just awesome, more awesome than Larson. Then that's not what NASCAR's about. No, but he wanted to do this interview and have people see and be able to talk about it so they can, you know. He's been working hard on on this, and uh, well, I mean, and you can see there, he's just a human. We're all human. He yeah. made a mistake. He's not used to the sensitivity of of, of some people's feelings, which Ingram or Josh, you're you're probably going to get your feelings hurt eventually. <laughs> but you just grow um, up and you get over. It. We don't we don't melt. We just okay, and we move on. Still, I was impressed. He went on air, did the interview, answered some tough questions. I think he's learned a lot, and he's become a better person because of it. And I'm happy and proud of him, and I hope he does good. I like Kyle Larson, so it's kind of I, a nice, I, you know, we make mistakes in life, and we can learn from them, and we can be forgiven, and I'd like to see that happen with more people as well. They also had a sit-down with uh, Michael Strahan, Michael Jordan, uh, Denny Hamlet, and Bubba Wallace. That was, talk about- that was awesome. Oh, man, there was one line in there that MJ said, I lost it. When Bubba's like, yeah, you just uh, it's up to the management to sign checks, and Michael Jordan goes, "We don't sign checks to losers." <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's like, you gotta I hate win. To say it, but I think you might have got the wrong driver for that. Then. I think yeah, it's it's going to you know, be interesting. I think I, I think Bubba will 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 do fine. Um, I like Denny Hamlin though, and they're like, "So what's going to happen if well, you know Bubba's by you in the last lap?" And Hamlin's like, "I want to. I'm going to finish ahead of him." <laughs> he's like, "I don't care if he's my if you know my driver." And Michael Jordan's like, as long as one of them wins, I'll be happy. But no, I, I I didn't know Michael Jordan grew up going to races. I thought that was really cool. Well, he there was one incorrect Carolina. statement. There was one incorrect statement that was said. Michael Jordan is not the first black owner in NASCAR. Okay, Mr. Daugherty is the first black owner in NASCAR. J G R Daugherty Racing. Okay. J G R. Hello, hello, hello. Still though, I I or was J G T. Whatever. Sorry. I thought that was really cool that Michael Jordan's in the racing and, you know, he's they're trying to bring a whole new segment of fans into can, racing. And Can I say one thing, though? I'm excited about that because racing is they, just so awesome. They harped on that. They harped on Michael Jordan and just harped and harped and harped. Yeah, I don't remember them harping as much as they did with Pitbull being a car owner. Yes, he is the owner of Daniel Suarez's 99. Oh, that's where these references were coming. I did not realize that. And they were talking about they were yeah, talking about Pitbull um when I was watching Haley Deegan and Matt Crafton and um Greg Biffle and I wasn't sure what they were referring to either because I only caught bits and pieces because I was doing some stuff during the rain yes. delay. But um, Pitbull is a is a is a owner as well. That's yeah, awesome. They I don't like... they don't harp on Pitbull like they were Michael Jordan. I, well, yep. I like celebrities coming in and you know, new faces and all that because, you know, NASCAR was really popular in the 90s and early 2000s and a lot of the drivers everyone knew retired and it just lost a little bit. But now I feel like NASCAR is gaining popularity again and they're doing a lot of really cool things that have me has me excited. So, Well, if Dogecoin ever shoots up there, the I Want to fa- Go Fast Racing podcast will be a, will be a car owner. <laughs> there, yes. there we go. That's very true. I, I, I do apologize, Justin White, though. You won't be able to drive because you're too tall. That's okay. I, I, I'm fine being a pit, pit well, road guy, crew chief, car chief, you name it. I'm good with it. Yeah, we'll find some real talent. To, not that he's not oh. talented. Not that he's not talented. I mean, like, <laughs> Justin White is very talented when it comes to iRacing. Wow. But I don't think he's ever. Actually, I'm not really that talented. I'm just mediocre, I'll be honest with you. I just enjoy oh. it. It's, it's cheap therapy. He makes it look easy then because we'll get to that in a later segment. I but, wasn't um... expecting shots fired on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but um, that'd be pretty you fun. Tune into the other one for that one. Well, all right. So 
Well, after the nice long, what was it, five, six-hour rain delay or something like that? Something like that. We finally finished the first stage. We finally finished the first stage. We got back to racing (laughs) a little after 9, 10 p.m. at night. And, um, you know, I had my PJs on, and I was like, let's do this. We, I, I had power through most of the gosh darn rain delay. Then right when it started to start back up, I lost power for about an hour because of the weather. <laughs> Were you able to catch the very end, though? Oh, I, I got to watch most of it. Once the power came back out, I didn't okay. lose it the rest of the good. night. Because so. the rest of the race was really good, really competitive. I actually right. went to the NASCAR app, and for twenty nine ninety nine, you can subscribe to their premium subscription for the whole season. So I was able to listen into the radios. And that was pretty fun. Yeah, so I did that. cover the top 10 of the stage? I did that last year, and I got to listen to when uh, Chase Elliott won the championship. Give me oh, nice. Yeah, go There's ahead. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. I actually listened to Dale Hart Jr. win the Daytona 500, and the excitement and his rawness of that was awesome. Anyways, stage one, top 10. 10th was Cole Custer. 9th was Ross Chastain. Joey Logano was 8th. Bubba Wallace, 7th. Christopher Bell, 6th. Austin Cindric, fifth. Kyle Larson, fourth. Austin Dillon in the three. Number three. Ryan Priest, second. And Dean Hamlin won that stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're not Denny Denny Hamlin Denny Hamlin racked up some serious stage points right here. Actually, yeah. Denny Hamlin got a lot of stage points. He was probably the best car out there, but... He actually won both stages, spoiler alert. Yeah, go ahead. Might as well read the stage two results. Um, 10th was Brad Kozlowski, 9th was Kyle Busch, 8th was Kyle Larson, 7th was Michael McDowell, remember that name, 6th was Joey Logano, 5th was Austin Dillon, 4th was Chase Elliott, 3rd was Bubba Wallace, 2nd was Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin won it. Yeah. All right, but this is where (laughs) things got interesting. So after stage 2, they actually had a lot of green laps, and um, Pitt's strategy played a huge part in the results of this race. Each stage was only, what, 60? No, not even that. How many stages this year? First stage was, I think. I don't remember how many laps they were exactly. 38 was state. No, 38. I think it was about 60. Was it? Was it? All I know is. Looking through it. I'm trying to look through the stages. They change the stages on you every every year. So Mm. um, that's okay. It was 60, 60, and then they had 70 70 to the end. But um, so they had to do green flag pit stops, and what happened was the different car manufacturers decided to pit together, and it was it was very interesting. So you know the Fords would all pit together, the Chevys would pit together, the Toyotas would pit together, and there was only and, five Toyotas in the field. Yeah, and that's where they had the problem. Yes. Yeah. So because thirty-one to go, the Fords did thirty to go was the Chevys, and twenty-eight to go was the Toyotas. Because since the the Toyotas decided to not try to pit with the Chevys or Fords, and there was only five of them, they had a hard time, you know, with their draft, and they lost. Yeah, that's where Denny Hamlin went from first to what uh, he ended up um, for a while, what between ten and fifteenth for a little bit yep. while he worked his but way up. Had a loose wheel, so he had to go back down pit road again. Yeah, but that's just really interesting. The whole, the whole pit strategy and the. You know, the different Fords and Chevys and everything pitting together. And then you got to make sure that everyone pretty much has a similar pit stop because if you're a few seconds off, you're trying to catch up. Wait for me, guys. A lot you don't of these guys are just draft. taking gas only. That's it. Yep. I thought that there were there some two-tire stops, I thought, but maybe that, that was stage um, That was the stage top two. tier teams. That's the guys that have fast pit crews that yep. can take two tires and underneath, you know, one take of gas. You take, you know, two tanks of gas, two yep. cans of gas. Well, yeah, so now all of a sudden, Denny Hamlin just dominating the race, and all of a sudden, the Toyotas are shuffled to the back, and we got the Fords and Chevys up front, and Hamlin, you know, started making his move. But what do we have? Brad Kozlowski and behind Joey Joey Logano. And um, it was interesting is, if like, like, you know, I thought within 10 laps they start to shuffle, but they were single file all the way to, like. They were running the Dale Earnhardt Jr. line for, what, three quarters of that whole Didn't it seem like it was till like. The, almost the white flag before they actually started trying to make moves. One to go, they started, they started yeah, to move. Like, literally, just single file till one to go. I'm thinking, there's not even enough time to make moves now. I was really yeah. shocked at that. 
you you seen Ke- I seen Kevin Harvick jump to the bottom and he gained three or four positions at like in a, in a second. So I mean, the last lap is in play at the, with this current package. Well, I know Denny Hamlin wasn't happy because he wanted them to hop out earlier so he could try to go up front, but yeah, you couldn't just go out by himself because you need people to go with you and, so you can draft. And being the pop popper of Daytona, Dale Hart Jr. will tell you, you can't just pull out and expect everybody to go with you. They're going to stay behind you because they they know you're going to win because they know you know how to lead it. Yep. So so then what? We're coming to the back stretch. Back and, stretch. <laughs> well, Brad Kozlowski has McDowell behind him. And yep, Michael yep. McDowell gives Brad Kozlowski a great push. And Joey Logano decides he's going to try to slow the momentum and let up a little bit. And Brad Kozlowski ends up plowing into um, Joey Logano and takes them both out. And, oh, my gosh, what since it was night, it looked like just a huge fireball. That's all it was. It looked like just a gigantic flame. And the car sneaking through was McDowell, Elliot, Larson, uh, Dylan, Kevin Harvick, Austin yeah. Dillon, Denny Hamlin snuck through it. Yep. Unfortunately, Kyle Larson did get a little loose. and Oh, there was a good, what, five, six cars that were just lit up on fire yep. for a minute? And they threw the caution there at... In the middle of three and four, which I don't understand why NASCAR did that. Normally, they let them race back, but with these new safety procedures, they threw the caution, so that ended the race as soon as the caution comes out because they're on the white flag. Now, thankfully, the car that crossed the finish line first also was the car that was in the lead when the caution went out. And, um, and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered who crossed yeah. it first. They ended it when the caution started. So. I know, but um, Michael McDowell, how awesome is that? Like... I was like, yeah. I I always get so excited when drivers get their first win, especially when they've been driving for such a long time. It's Daytona 500. Ten, yep. ten years ago, who was the lower tier driver to win the Daytona 500? Ten years ago? Ten what? years ago. Crap. 21. Was Ward it Brothers like car. Blaine? Nope. I don't remember. I mean, when you say it, I'm going to be like. Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain. I, was, I knew so, it was the start of the B. So it's like every ten years, there's yeah. a lower tier driver win at these super well, like ways. that was just so awesome michael mcdowell ran a, a smart race and do you know what the coolest thing was was all the drivers were like i'm so happy he won he's such a good guy he's such a good leader you um, should see the aero tape that's all over that car he's wasn't got, it like these this aero duct tape sheet metal tape all over this car <laughs> was i think it was joy logano who's like you know i wanted to win but if anyone else would have won i'm glad it was him and he's like he's just a good guy and he's helped me out in my life it sounds like michael mcdowell's um just a, a good person and he helps everyone out he thank god when he won which is a big yes. thing for me um he's very i think he's he, i think he's obviously christian yes. and he just oh he did have a cross on the back of his helmet yeah what a yep. good guy like i i just felt so good i i saw things online everyone was excited like it's just nice when you see that guy get a win and everyone's happy and what a great way to end the great week of racing like it's just the been great and he biggest and he he never led a lap until that final lap yep the biggest thing that's going to hurt that race team is that the daytona 500 champion of that year has to lose their car for a full year so day, the daytona museum takes the car for the full year so that race team had planned on reskinning that car and bringing it to Talladega and the other <laughs> Daytona. So now they have to start all over, which they want enough money. I don't think it really matters, but it still it just puts me more people back to work. But it does hurt that race team because now they have to spend more time on a new super speedway car. Yep. So that's the only negative side to that. Yep. You want to finish out the top 10? Or... Yeah, yeah go, definitely. Go, go ahead. All right, so we had the winner is Mr. Michael McDowell. Second place, Chase Elliott. Number three, Austin Dillon. Number four, the four of Kevin Harvick. Number five, the 11 of Denny Hamlin. Number six, Ryan Pierce. Number Reese. seven, sorry, P- yeah, my, my apologies. Uh, top seven for Ross Chastain. Number eight, <laughs> Jamie McMurray. And he was in that lap 15 caution, and it, they did a lot of work to that car to put it, to put it back I in honestly, super I thought speedway he, position. I thought he was done after Me that too. first wreck. Yeah, uh, that, that hood was bowed up. That rear deck lid was bowed up, but they beat that thing up with a baseball bat and made it smooth. Well, there was, there was a video of them kicking the living crap out of the splitter on the bottom of the car. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, the number uh, finishing in the ninth place, Cor- Corey LaJoy, and top ten finish for the returning number five, Kyle Larson. Of course, most of these people back through here DNF'd or finished laps down. So there's you know, you know, a couple of notables: Eric Almirola, thirty fourth; Alex Bowman, you know, Eric, Ryan Newman, David Reagan. Derek Cope actually brought out the first caution of the race. So that's after he hit Bubba Wallace in the corner. So, All right. And then just taking a quick look at the official standings, which can actually be slightly different points wise, just because There's people state get points. state. Yep. Although this is interesting. And when we go into our next segment, I'll go over why it's interesting. But according to the standings, Austin Dillon actually is in first. Um, oh, Denny Hamlin. That's, be Danny. See that that would make more sense when I look at the fantasy points versus because um, NASCAR. Because Denny, Denny won both stages, so he scored fifty-two points overall. Yep, it's it's really confusing with these stages. I think NASCAR. Yeah, I think there might be a typo here because it's showing Austin Dillon with fifty-eight points, and I showed he only got like um forty-eight. 48. So that, yep, that's what NASCAR has a typo on NASCAR.com. So it should be Denny Hamlin, and then I show Kevin Harvick with fifty. And then Chase Elliott and Austin Dillon, and then Michael McDowell. Although Michael McDowell did win, so as long as he qualifies for attempts to top qualify 16. for every race and is in the top oh. 30 in points. Top 30, yeah, that's right, 30. He will be in the playoffs. Woot, woot. That's really cool. It's, I'm excited really, about that. really nice with that. You basically just got to win, and then you can go for broke and try to just get get in the playoffs. Just You're already in it, so just go for broke. Yep. And then uh, let's take a quick peek into what's coming up this week. So, no, uh, I don't believe there's any practice or qualifying. Nope. But Friday the 19th at 7.30, we got the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. So, the Brake Best Brake Pads 159 at Daytona, doing the road course. And then Saturday. Saturday, yep, they're all going to be the Daytona road course. Saturday... Um, the 20th at five, we got the Xfinity series and I believe Natalie Decker's making her series debut. So that's exciting. So that's the Superstar batteries. 188 at Daytona brought to you by O O O O'Reilly. And then Sunday, yeah, Sunday, February 21st at 3 PM. We have NASCAR cup series O'Reilly auto parts, 253 at Daytona. So it's going to be a fun three days of racing and finishing up. You know, being at Daytona. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, all right. So there's our NASCAR talk. But we also want to kind of go into uh, some fantasy racing a little bit. Yep. That's what I sound like when I drive my car, you know. I pretend I'm racing on the highway. You know, the sad thing is that is 100% true. I drove with him from Minneapolis to Wisconsin, and the whole time he was in his passing cars. He also did that when we went to California. From California to Arizona, he was. Would you guys get little, little, fairness, little four-cylinder yeah, rental we, cars? We no, had a we Dodge had a... Challenger with the V8. Oh. That thing oh. was like, that was awesome. Am yeah, I... but he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let the car talk. He was. <laughs> like, Shut up, Justin. Let the car speak. And my car is a Dodge Charger, and it's it only has a V6, but it's a big V6, so it does pretty good. But yeah, um, V six is gonna produce some serious power. That's formula, like three hundred horsepower. In, is it Formula Uh? Yeah, Formula Uh or one. They actually run supercharged or turbocharged V sixes. That's crazy. The horsepower they can even get out four cylinders. They can these get days. like twelve hundred horsepower. Then things crazy. But yeah, so what we're doing for fantasy racing is um, there's Josh, Justin, and I, as well as Zay, who will sometimes be on the show. That is my son. He's our F one specialist. Yep. And then also my brother, Matt, and my dad, Chuck. And so what we do is throughout the season, we pick a driver, and we can only pick that driver one time for the entire season. And however many points that driver gets is how many points we get. And then we add them all up at the end and declare a winner, and someone's going to get some cash. So let's, um, let's go over who we ended up picking for this past race first. So for... Daytona, I decided to go with Jamie McMurray only because he's done pretty well at Daytona before, and this is like the only race he's going to race. So I figure I, I, I might really as well use him. I thought you were out of it after that first strike. 
Justin was biting his nails. He's sitting there going, oh, crap, Oh, yeah, I oh, thought crap, he was out, oh, too, because I obviously then went to the red flag, and he was where he ended in the crash. He was towards the back, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get a 39th place. Like, <laughs> wow, oh, good thing that it was a long season. But he ended up finishing eighth and got me 29 points. So, and then um, my dad and my brother picked Chris Busher, who normally does good at Daytona. However, he was Ouchie. in that first wreck, finished 31st, so six points. Um, my brother likes to talk a lot of smack, so, you know. They have a side bet going on. Yeah, we do. Whoever finishes ahead of the season gets a bonus 20 bucks. So I'm off to a good start, but it's a long way to go, so I'm not going to get too yes. excited yet. Got a lot of road courses this and, season, which is a new one. So. Yep, and then Josh's son, Zay, took Austin Dillon. Third place finish, 48 points, and I hear he was pretty psyched about it. Yeah, he was strutting around the house like he won the Daytona 500. <laughs> He's like, I long, did better than everybody. Long than season. Everybody. Young Pad won long season. Little did he know, though, that Justin White, who picked Denny Hamlin, although he finished fifth with all those stage points, actually got more points than Austin Dillon. Denny always does well at Daytona. There's no, you can't. It's like, why would you not pick Dallin Hart Jr. to win the Daytona 500 every year? You make no sense. It's like he is the piper of Daytona at this moment, and you just gotta you gotta face facts. I don't like him, but it's facts. Yeah, well, it's just interesting. There's there's a lot of strat like you know some strategies just pick the best driver that's available every race. I sometimes try to pick the like the. The drivers that don't always do as good, but try to pick what race they're going to do good at and save the better ones for the end because, in my opinion, they're going to be racing extra hard for the playoffs. But I don't know. Obviously, what you're doing is working. And then um, Josh had Kyle Larson. Got yourself a top 10 finish there, so nice job. Oh, I thought he was going to do better until he got loose there right at that right after that accident. But yep. So after week one, uh, Justin White's in first place. Zay is four points behind in second. Josh is 15 points behind in third. I'm fourth, 23 points behind, and my dad and brother are 46 points behind. So then we got this week, the Daytona Road Course. It, which... It's okay, Mr. Mr. H and MH. You guys will be okay. <laughs> it's a long season. It is, it is. So looking at the road course, now, you know, you don't have to give your exact pick. You can switch, but, you know, what are some of the drivers you guys are looking at? I'm looking at Kyle Busch, to be honest with you. Uh, I know... He's probably going to end up winning at some point this season again, but you know, it, with his lackluster season last year and him going through a crew crew chief change, I I'm going to have to say I'm I'm pretty much going to pull with Kyle Busch on this one. I think. Okay. Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, those two are going to go after each other. Ryan Blaney, but Ryan Blaney likes to burn his stuff up. So, and it was a short race with the with a clash. So I'm I'm looking hard at the nine and the eighteen right now. Josh, what are you thinking? Well, I I was thinking Ryan Blaney, but uh, after the Daytona 500, they happened to say that somebody is a road course specialist. So I looked into last year's race. He had a top 10 finish. I'm thinking about going with Michael McDowell. McD- uh, McDonald. McD- no, McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, McDowell. Michael McDowell. Yeah, he's pretty good at road courses, too. I, I might not be a bad pick. That's a They called him a road usually... course specialist. I want to save I want to save Chase for later down the line. Cause I know he's a road course master himself and there's a really tricky road course coming up in May here in uh, the heart true. of Texas that uh, I'm, I might save him for. So I think I'm going to go with the 34 of Michael McDowell. And you, when, when in that Daytona 500, you're going to ride that wave as long as you can. And, and they all, it seems always the winner always does well the next week. Yeah. That's a really good pick. Um, McDowell's one of the drivers I'm looking at now. Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott do really good on road courses. I, you know, so if you're in one of those leagues where you can reuse drivers, those are two I would definitely look at. Um, since February 2018, Martin Truex averages like 4.6, and he has two wins. Chase Elliott position 6.5 with five wins. So, but um, I'm thinking maybe McDowell as well, or there's a guy that races part time. He's not very well known. His name's James Davison. And he actually is an Australian professional race car driver who drives on road courses. So I'm thinking maybe I roll the dice and go with him and see what he can do. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, he's a road course specialist, Hamlin. so you well, never know. Hamlin. And of course, Alex Bowman's not half bad at these things either. And neither is, um, uh, 
Uh, what's the other in the twenty four? Uh, William Byron. Yeah. You know, he's he's coming into his own too. So don't don't forget about those guys. But my thought is, are if you do like the fan duel where you have to pick like a salary, you know, you have a certain salary, and you got to pick yep. a bunch of different drivers, so you can load up on your Truex and Chase Elliott and stuff. But maybe you know James Davison will probably be a less expensive option. Michael McDowell. So road course specialists, you got to consider them too. See what they can do. Very true. So think about those picks if you're kind of basing it off what we think. So, Yep, but yeah, fantasy fantasy NASCAR is definitely a, a lot of fun. But in one more segment we want to go through before we, we end the show here, and that is good old iRacing. And <laughs> so this, this song makes me think about iRacing right here just because it can be a little pricey. I need some money And I need it right now Yeah, I need some money Cheap sport That describes iRacing to get into. Because I want to get into it I, I really learned about it in the spring And I'm like, that's amazing But just learning all the different things You need to build iRace I've been saving up and got Christmas money And I finally pulled the trigger But what we'll do is, you know, each podcast We'll just go over a few you know, a few little things We should start with the very, very basics You know, you're going to need to get yourself A solid PC to be able to iRace Now you don't have to have Top-of-the-line gaming Gregs to run iRacing It is not top-of-the-line graphics So you know, you can run it on an old school, you know, six or seven series processor. You can even run it on a four or five if you wanted to. But I'm starting to realize these these computer companies are starting to realize more um, taking that single core processing, which is what iRacing is based off of, to more seriousness on gaming. So, you know, you can go with a you know 2000 or a 1000 series graphics card like a 1070, you know, 1660 or a 27 graphics card and do a lower processor, just kind of do your research and figure out what's going to bottleneck your, your, uh, your rate, you know, your racing rig, um, what I like to call it. And then of course you're going to need at least 12, at least, you know, 16 gigs of RAM is like standard nowadays, but you know, you could get away with eight, but 16 would be standard. So, so um, like, you can buy pre pre-built or you can yeah. build it. You can rate, I raced off a laptop for almost four years. You know, just what kind of did. find what suits your needs and, and then slowly build it right now. I'm sitting in front of four screens, a T300, you know, racing wheel, an i9 processor with a 3070 graphics card, but I've spent a lot of money and I've spent a lot of time into it. So, I mean, just pick and choose. But I the biggest thing you can find right now is your computer. I didn't realize that you used to race off a laptop. I did. I raced off an old Lenovo laptop with a 970 graphics card in it. So, uh, to the people racing, who do a... to the people who Justin White basically just spoke Chinese to. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Don't feel bad. Well, here, we'll simplify a little bit. Operating system, you have to at least have Windows 8. They recommend yes. Windows 10. So that's pretty simple. You know, you, If you've got 8, you're already in the, you need to be on 10, point blank. Just get on 10. Just I think most people understand get Windows. Um, get on 10. Now, yes, processor, this them, is. You open them when it's hot. You close them when it's cold. <laughs> so processors, this is where you get a little more confused because the minimum is four cores. So an example, though, you know, an Intel i5. So a lot of people have heard of i5 processors. Yep. AMD Ryzen 3, those would be the two most common ones. You can um, send me a message, and I'll help happily walk you through a decent oh, yeah. budget game. This guy knows everything. Bit. Um, they recommend. I mean, I'm though, not. I'm not a ever, know everything, but I know a lot. He knows a lot. Records. He's built what computers. That's what I do. I work in it every day. They recommend though, if you can afford it, six cores, and that's like your i7 processor, your AMD Ryzen seven, which is what I I end up getting the Ryzen seven. Um, they the say even why, the Ryzen five could work too. Yeah, and the reason why is because you're not just going to be running straight iRacing. You're going to run other apps in the background, like pit strategy. Sim racing apps, things like that. They're going to take those back end cores and give you processing speed. That way you can understand that stuff in front of you. And then if you want to go all out to the top of the line, that'd be eight plus cores like a i9, a Intel i9 or an AMD Ryzen 9. You so. can get an AMD Threadripper, which is like 16 or 24 <laughs> cores. Yeah, that one's expensive. That's high dollar. But I've got an i9, you know, so. Yep. But I've saved my money and it's cheap therapy. It's a lot cheaper than going somewhere. Yep. And then RAM, they recommend 16 gigs, man. And, you can uh, get by with eight, but 16 is a good. It, yep. You can just buy 16 for the cost of twenty, thirty dollars more for eight. You know, 16. Yep, high end 32 gigs, and then yeah, your graphics. They minimum 
at least two gigabyte dedicated graphics card. Like that the right there GeForce GTX minimum. 660. You need, yep. you need to be higher up. You need to be at least a 1070 card or a 1660 yeah. card. They you recommend know, at least six gigabytes. They recommend um six gigs. Um, GeForce GTX 1060, for example, like that's yes. recommended. High end is when you go eight gigs or more, which which is what I did. 20 series, 30 series. Yeah, the graphics card uh, it makes a huge difference. It it does make a lot of big difference in price too. Um, graphics cards are nearly impossible to find there is a chip shortage in this world right now so basically buy a 10 16 60 card get by with it for now until the 30s come more available and then just upgrade to a 30 series card if you want clear still clear graphics but also use my computer for more than just high racing storage you're gonna want 50 gigabytes for all the cars and tracks but most computers come with hundreds you know at least 250 or something. don't don't get a don't get a physical hard drive you want an sdd solid state or ssd solid state drive and then obviously you're going to want your you know least dsl if not faster internet let's not overload the people with with <laughs> iRacing facts and knowledge hey this we is want important them to come back this is important, important to so. be continued and yeah, we'll, you, we'll go in this further. Yep, and then um, you know, you don't give everything. You don't give all the cookie away for free. You got to make them come back for some cookie. Well, we're just covering the PC. Wait till you get to the wheels. We yeah. can cover a whole hour worth of wheels. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Tech is crazy. An hour worth of pedals and an hour worth of shifting and then an hour worth of monitors. Well, you know what? If you're really lost, you can <laughs> what contact. Have I done? If if you're really lost but you want more information, you can contact Justin or you can go to iRacing.com/slash/system-requirements. You can print out the requirements and bring it to, you know, your local computer store and they'll help you out too. Yes. Now, you're probably looking what for us, like a really bare minimum computer, what, five, six hundred bucks? Six, seven hundred bucks would be a good range to start. Yeah. Mid grade something with some upgrade upgradeability. A mid grade you're probably gonna be more eight, nine hundred, upper mid grade, like I'd say mine's upper mid grade and that's probably closer to twelve hundred and then you can go two, three thousand for high end at least. But you don't have to have top of the line to no. race. And especially when you're starting out, I'd go, you know, probably mid-grade to high mid-grade at most, depending on your budget. Timmy Hill won, Homestead, no, Homestead, won iRacing when they were doing it online last year in March. He won on a cheap, under $200 racing wheel. So it's possible to race with bare minimum and still race with the big boys. Yep. So, yeah, it's just what what you like and all that. And, you know, as you start out, if you fall in love with it, maybe you save some money and put more into it. And exactly. Yep. So this is accumulation over ten years of of doing it. So. Yep. But yeah, so that's our little i racing segment, and now we'll start to wind the show down here with our closing words. All right. So to close out the show, what was your uh, favorite moment? Would you say of this past week with racing? We'll we'll start Gosh. with um Josh. Honestly. I was really excited that Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500. He's been doing this for over a decade. It's his first ever win. You know, you just got to be happy for a guy like that. Yep. I, I agree. That that was pretty awesome. Unless just, you had money on one of the bigger guys to win the race, <laughs> then you're probably upset. But yeah. as yep. just a casual fan who's watching, you've got to feel happy for someone who who just won his first race after a decade plus of racing. I agree, Justin White. What about you? One of the biggest, one of the biggest races of the year. Sorry, me, honestly, just going back racing, just to have you know, at my leagues are starting up and I racing again. It's time to get things rolling again. I am ready to go racing now. I may not say that in November, but in <laughs> February, I am excited to have some racing back. Quick question: mm-hmm. How many leagues or how many I racing leagues are you in? I race six to seven days a week. Depending on schedules, everybody has their flowing schedules. Right now, I'm racing five days a week. <laughs> hey, you found a hobby he loves. Uh, and that's it. That's It's a hobby. And you can uh, do it after the kids go to bed. That's it. That's that's the biggest thing. Is I don't I don't like being outside when it's dark. So during the summertime, you'll fall, watch me not race as much. But during the wintertime, this is where I'm at. Nice. Well, it's better. It's better and probably cheaper than drugs. So you know, it's okay. It's cheaper <laughs> than drinking too. Well, yeah. uh, d- d- uh, sometimes I end up. You know, it's kind of hard to drive and pour at the same time. You get a hard day at work. But hey, <laughs> cheap therapy. At least I'm not out at the bar. I'm in that, here that, in my bedroom. That, that's when yep. you need one of those plastic dispensing helmets with a with the enough 
enough room for like a Jack Daniels bottle, and you can just sit yeah, there. Yeah, you'll it. see me. You'll see you know, on my uh, bearded kilt racing is where I stream at, but you'll see me driving and and pouring at the same time. Mm, there we go. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find you one of those plastic race one of those plastic helmets that fit a bottle of Jack Daniels because I know they make them. Oh, put a Coke right there next to it. I'll be good. No, they go. actually they actually have one where you can do Jack and Coke. Yep, and I've seen it, it before. Because some of those races, you get deep into it, your hips start to hurt, and you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> you suck that thing down. So I think I know what I'm going to get you for your birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm going to say, um, let's see, there's a few things that I'm just really enjoyed of the week. You know, Haley Deegan making her series, de- you know, her full-time series debut. Uh, like you said, Michael McDowell winning, and that finish was amazing. And also the fact that, I picked Jamie McMurray in fantasy. He crashed two or three times and still came in with a top 10 finish. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, that was pretty awesome. And with that, though, uh, that winds our, that ends our show. So I just want to say thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at GoFastPodcast. And by email at gofastracingpodcast.outlook.com. Um, also like our YouTube at Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe and please like. Um, subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app, such as Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean. And please tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, and your fellow race enthusiasts to um, please check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And remember, stay on the lead lap.